Welcome to episode nine of the Sports Bible. I'm your co-host, Michael. I'm your other co-host, Jackson. Uh, we had an exciting first official practice last Thursday for Laurier Varsity soccer team. Um, went smooth. Um, it was passionate. You can see the passion in, in uh, people's eyes. It, was, it felt nice. Um, what was it? I think red team... Red team won seven, or, or were, were we uh, yellow? I think we were a yellow team. <laughs> yellow team clamp, yellow team slap. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Michael, how did you feel like you did? Um, I think it was good. Um, it was good to finally, you know, get the final touches, you know, started with the team. Um, I think it's moving in the right direction. Um, it was good to have the time as well with the players, um, kind of start building that chemistry. Um, and it went well, uh, we got, a, we still got a lot of work to do, but we're definitely, uh, we're in, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we do practices over Christmas break. I, do you know if we do or not? No, we usually don't. So we just make, um, we just make sure like everybody knows to like stay fit, obviously, you know, work out when you can, because you don't want to come back, obviously, you know, 10 pounds heavier. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you, know, you don't want to, you don't want to try and catch up because it takes a lot of work. So, you know, you might as well just stay consistent throughout the winter break. Um, you know, just work on your fitness, you know, get your touch in when you can. And then, yeah. Um, now, games they're mid-january beginning january end of january they so when i played in first year it was it started end of january we actually i think the first tournament was actually on my birthday which was january Jeez. 26 oh. so that's when the first tournament was and then we had a second one i believe like three weeks after and then we had we had another one like a week after it and then two weeks later it was like um uh regionals but i believe this year we're only having two tournaments just because of a shortened season but i know with the restrictions and everything how next year you know they're allowing more stuff to happen we we may have an extra tournament so it's still very up in the air so we'll see okay good because i was i was thinking like we need a lot more practices definitely uh, because the first one, as much as it went well, there was very, you could see there was a lot of chemistry problems. A lot of uh, first touches weren't the greatest in some people. Yeah. Um, so, and I was, there was like, if we're off on Christmas break, we go back in January, we're into a tournament. We're going to get hammered because we don't have the chemistry. Yeah. Uh, but so luckily we get more practices in January. That's a good thing. Um <laughs> Um, and, uh, I think that pretty much covers Brantford, the side of Brantford. Um, I know that, uh, as I said before, yellow team, no one could touch us. It was simple. <laughs> we had, we had this, we had the system, we had vocal people, we had the formation, the tactics. Um, and as a rookie myself on a team playing with uh, you know, experienced players like yourself and Godva. Um, you know, I think having you two on the team really helped uh, put us and experienced players in positions where we needed to be, um, especially, you know, the, the vocalizing was, I think, the best part. And uh, I think with your experience and your like shifting the, of momentum and stuff, really, I think that was a key part of us being successful that the practice. Uh, it was just, we just clicked right away. Um, and then as we got each game, we got better and better and better. So, um, but yeah, that was definitely exciting. I can see the passion in players, especially Godva. Mm -hmm. um, obviously you can tell he, he doesn't like to lose and that's the mentality we need in this team is we will go out there and we expect us to win every game. Um, the thing I, the thing that kind of worries me about the team is there's a lot of players who 
deserve to be captain of this team and this, who are experienced. But and that's I think that's the issue. We have so many players like that, and it's it's gonna be hard to choose just one uh to run this team as a leader. Uh and there's a couple players I have in mind, and I, I feel like you can do it. Uh, but it just it's so hard to pinpoint one person. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Because obviously you're, from from my experience, you're like one of the most vocal people out there, uh-huh. encouraging. Um, you you just see you see the game how it flows and stuff. Obviously, uh, Roberto has experience. Um, he's vocal. Even he came when he was injured on the bench. Uh, Visser in the midfield. Um, I just feel like when he's off the off the, off the thing when he, when it's in the game in scrimmage games. He, He's vocal. Even when you're playing with him in mid game, he'll talk to you, um, show you the positions. Uh, if you're out of the game, he'll come up to you. He'll, he'll give you new tactics. He'll give you pros and cons, which is good. So, if out of those, I think my my three finalists for, I think captains of this team. Um, it's just gonna be hard to pinpoint one person because uh, there's so many like leaders on the team that can easily take the captain spot. So, I think uh-huh. that. That's the only like real issue I feel like with this team is just who's going to be the captain. For sure. And um, thank you for the feedback that you gave as well. Um, just about yellow kind of just, you know, seeing it from your perspective. I think that's important as well, obviously, because uh, because I've had like previous experience, you know, um, it does help in kind of like understanding the importance of practice, you know, how we need to train and stuff like that. Um, and again, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think it's kind of a kind of a good problem and a bad problem at the same time because um, having multiple vocal leaders that's that's very helpful in a team. Um, yeah. But again, like you know, having that just one can also be beneficial because you know, not that it's like a power thing or anything. Just just understanding like you know dynamics to where um, you can't always have like six people talking. You know what I mean? Um, there's kind of like a time and a place. Um, but obviously the more vocal or the more leaders in general, the better, um, having one guy that you rely on all the time can be, you know, um, it can be straining or, um, but it really depends on the identity of your team. You know, some teams having, you know, multiple leaders, that's how they, they, they make it through some teams having that one leader that they know, you know, is always going to be talking and always going to be, um, you know, representing them, they, they can, they can ex- they can succeed as well. So I think while we still, you know, find out the identity of our team, um, it can it'll show us what, you know, which kind of style is more suited for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um what else I, I like to add in Godva, my bad, I forgot that. I think he should be up there as well as being selected because he was uh again very vocal. Um, on my on the yellow team, especially uh, towards inexperienced players, and just having that someone who who's had experience before, so just having that, I think that uh, I think that's what we need because we're such an inexperienced team. We're so young; everyone's new. It's like we're all fresh. So picking the the right person, um, I feel like, will be the I think the most crucial decision this season because it was just so new. So picking uh-huh. that one person who the coaches and players see as the person who can run this team, uh, it's gonna will either it's gonna be the do or die on this team. It's if you pick the wrong person, I don't think we're gonna be successful. If you pick the right person, I think we're gonna be successful because uh, that's what a young team needs is that veteran leadership. So so yeah, that covers Brantford. Uh, move on, as uh, as you usually do. Um, the Gunners, 2-0. Newcastle, still without, with no win. Um, the Gunners, they looked a bit shaky in the first half. Uh, uh-huh. Second half is where they really pounded on. Two goals uh, from Saka uh, and Gabriel uh, Martinelli. Um well, yeah, 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 Saka, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, the decision to take out Saka in the 63rd minute uh, was frustrating, I feel like. Um, I was watching the highlights, and he was all over the place in the second half, creating chances. Uh, 
just and then this the I mean the the his Arteta's decision to take Saka off obviously uh helped because Gabriel scored in like I'd say like two minutes after, which uh-huh. was a beautiful goal, a beautiful goal. Uh lofted through ball one time over the keeper. Uh the precision and the accuracy and the just tracking that ball in the one touch was unbelievable. Saka obviously left foot in the corner, but yeah, I'm happy. Um two nil. We move up, get three points, move on against I think the next game in any competitions against Manchester United. So uh, I'm excited. I don't know your thoughts on the game. Um, I uh, I think we. I was only able to see highlights as well. Um, I think, from what uh, from what I saw, like you said, the first half we were a bit. We didn't really do much. Um, they defended pretty well, Newcastle. Um, I think it took a lot of individual brilliance, uh, especially from Saka, Smith Rowe. Um, I thought Lokonga and Nuno Tavares played a lot better, a lot, lot better than their performance at Liverpool. I thought Tavares was going to be dropped, actually. Um, I thought Tierney was going to come into the side, but clearly um, clearly not. What do you think of Tavares overall, the to- you know, the Tavares versus Tierney debate? Because I have, I have an interesting take on it, but I want to hear yours first. Uh, that's tough. Uh, I probably have to go with uh, KT. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like he's definitely one. He's he's gonna be if he saves the Arsenal, he's gonna be uh, for sure a captain in the future. He just has that leadership quality with him. Um, he's smart with the football. Um, like all, all of our, I'd say fullbacks, um, they can they can all play up. Uh, you've seen Tierney go up box to box. Um, he plays in beautiful crosses. Tavares is the same thing. Tommy Asu is the same thing. Bellerin is the same thing. You know, all of the fullbacks in Arsenal are players who can play the wing back position. I, I just feel like Tierney is just the guy. He he's quick, uh, physicality. He's smart with the he's smart with the ball. Uh, he's vocal on the defense side, uh, and he's not afraid to make risky tackles. Uh, and he'll, so he'll put the his body in the line for an Arsenal win. Um, so I just feel like I haven't seen enough of Nuno uh, Tavares yet. Mm-hmm. So for that, I feel like Tierney's got the edge. Um, but I think in the future, I'd, I'm still sticking with KT. Um, maybe if he could switch Tavares to like a different, maybe left mid or because he can play anywhere. He can play left back, center mid, CDM. Um, so I, just, I feel like if you put him in the midfield, he'd be good. But the left has left back position. I just feel like defensively, KT is more suitable. Yeah, um, I agree. I think you know over like a ten year run, I do think Tierney will be the better left back. It's just Nuno, what I realized early on, he's very, very athletic. Um, he's very quick, um, he's strong, and he can run well with the ball. So I think kind of like how um, Chelsea deploy their um, defense, I think Nuno Tavares will be very good in certain, you know, like matchups. I think when you want to be a bit more defensive and control the game more, playing tyranny is much better. But Nuno would be more for attacking offensive. Because like you said, he's – I think I saw a stat where he was in the box. Like, he had, like, six shots <laughs> against Newcastle. He had the most. And I'm like, that's your left back. <laughs> so you can see how he's very, you know, attack-minded. Um, so I think in certain instances, he's better than tyranny going forward. But when we need to defend, and especially against teams, you know, like City, Liverpool, um, Chelsea, Tierney would be much better because his recovery is better and he's a much better defender 1v1. But they are both still young. So I think we'll, we're still, you know, the best is yet to come. But I'm glad we do have both of them and it gives some competition to Tierney as well because he wasn't really 
you know, worried about his place other than injury. I think he thought, you know, his spot was solidified. So um, it's good to have that friend, that, that, uh, that competition on the side. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an exciting, I think, with Arsenal, we've always had good fullbacks. And I think now if you start looking for that solidified center back, um, I feel like we can be a real threat to the, the Premier League. Uh, I just don't trust. You know, ben White's had some shaky games with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Gabriel, I just feel like he's. It's it's kind of weird for me to say this, but I feel like he's just too big for that position. Uh, he just, I feel like he, he has some reckless challenges in the box. Uh, I don't. I feel like he's not smart when it comes to in the box. Um, I just feel like he's just too big for that position. He's like. I don't know, kind of like a Harry Maguire, uh, just not really smart in the back and what he does. And uh, lately, though, he's been playing well. But if if I need more consistency from him, uh, but I just feel like Arsenal, like the our main point, should be looking at the center back position because uh, I just I just feel like we're just doing consistent there, uh, and we got to stop loaning out. Saliba, we need him um, next year for sure. I feel like he should be a starter on Arsenal. Um, he was in like the top 30 for the Golden Boy as a center back. Uh, so I think getting him next year back from loan will be incredibly helpful for Arsenal. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the vocal point right now is focus on the center back, get consistency in there because our, our fullbacks are great. I love Tommy Asu. I love... You know, I love uh, Tierney, Bellerin. Uh, it's always been great for us. Um, like no, nah, Bellerin sucks. shit. Bellerin sucks. Bellerin sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Bellerin sucks. I mean, I've, I haven't seen him play in a while. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he's on loan. I don't know if he's on the transfer list. I know speculation going him going back to Barcelona. Yeah, he's on loan. He's on loan right now. But I think he's on his way out for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I personally like Bellerin, uh, but I could definitely see why. Um, I just feel like he has that same. He hasn't. He hasn't developed. Played well, but he hasn't played like shit. I think he's stayed the same form throughout his years in Arsenal, and it's kind of frustrating. Um, but yeah, that's that's the big word: develop. He hasn't developed yet. Um, I just feel like he's more of an attacking player than a defensive player. Uh, so our midfields, our midfields looks looks good. We're young, um, but we have skill. Uh, and our forwards, there's there's obviously players who can we can let go. Um, oh. But that's that's strong. I think just our center backs, are just getting that consistency because our keepers, we found our keeper. We found Ramsdale. Yeah, looking very good solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just I feel like our center backs because they're just inconsistent right now. Yeah, um, I was going to talk that was, uh, about the whole striker issue because I do feel like, you know, Arteta's done a good job of our defense. Um, you know, barring the Liverpool and the City game and I guess the Chelsea game, um, we've defended a lot better um, over, like, this period of the season. And, you know, it's about to get busy once again. You know, the Christmas period is usually very busy going into January, and we're going to really see where where we're at. You know, we got a big game coming up on Thursday against Man United. Um, another, I think, important test. The game came at a good time. Um, but the striker issue, Aubameyang doesn't look like he's the same. Doesn't look like he's the same. I know he had a good game. He's had a few, you know, he's had a few goals this season. But I don't know if you saw the chance that he missed. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was. Oh, my it was, goodness. It was right there. It was right like, there. How, how do you miss that? We could have easily won that game at least four, three. Exactly, exactly. Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't expect Lacazette to score a lot of goals either. Like, I'm I'm just a little worried, a little worried up there. Yeah, I I can agree. Like, uh, trust, like, I I don't have the trust like I did before when Bobby first came in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lately, it's been our midfield scoring goals. Smith Rowe Saka has been putting yeah. the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of it's good for us for scoring goals, but it's concerning concerning for our attack. Um, your striker, that's your main, your number one goal is balls in the back of the net. Um, midfield, they're yeah, it's up there for scoring goals, but their main thing is moving the ball from one box to another box in a consistent flow and setting up our strikers. Uh, the wings are meant for putting the ball in positions in the box for our strikers to get to it uh, and opening up on the wings and giving an option for our midfield and defense. Striker is a position where you're just up. You don't really run back as much. You're up on the top a lot, just finding gaps and, and holes to get open to. And you, you, you're pretty much there to just poke in tappins and receive balls from the box and corners. Like you're a striker. You're, it should be goals, goals, goals. And the trust I have in Arsenal and the attack is slowly dwindling. Uh, we need a goal scorer. We need someone who I can have trust up in the top. Uh, like we had before, like, we had Danny Welbeck, Giroud, uh, Sanchez. Like we had those attacks where I felt confident. Uh, we just need someone um, who's going to put balls in the back of the net on a consistent basis, day in and day out, every game. And I don't see a bombing like I said doing that soon. So uh-huh. I don't even know who. Like who would you? want to come in and fill that position? Um, best case scenario would be Erling Haaland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he'd be perfect. I I don't think we will get him just because I don't know about our Champions League situation and all of that. Um, there's this kid. Uh, he's Swedish. I'm not sure if you know him. Alexander Isak. Yep. Oh, yeah. this man tore it up in the Euros. Mm-hmm. I think he, because he's about, I think he's 6'3 as well. He's young. And he's, and he's young. young, exactly. So, um, I think he's our age. Uh, I think he's 20. So, yeah. yeah, he's 22. He's 22. So, right now he's at Real Sociedad, but I would I would love to bring him to Arsenal. Um, he's proven himself. Um, and... We need we need a different type of striker. I feel like, especially with the way the game's played, like you know, we see how Chelsea Chelsea can kind of play without a striker. You know, they have Lukaku, but we've seen how they still do well without you know like an out and out striker. Um, we've seen how well City do. We've seen you know Liverpool having Firmino and Yota. They're not really out and out strikers. They still do a job. They still score goals. Well, we see how a lot of these teams, you know, the wing play is very important. And I think we, we've kind of established that, but I think having that that real striker will kind of set us over the top, you know, give us another threat as well. Um, but, but yeah, I think Uba, Uba's on his, I don't know, this season's going to be very important for him. He needs to, there's still a lot of time left. But I do think, you know, as much as with Arsenal's, ha- Arsenal's had their struggles, I think with Uba, a lot of it's been his own doing. You know what I mean? Like, even though, like, Arsenal, like, we're not the best, we're not where we should be, I think most of Uba's problems have been on him. So he can't really be mad at the fans or the board, you know, or the club. It's more, it's like, you need to finish your chances because it's not like you're not getting them. So, so yeah, we'll, we will see. We will see what, what goes down. There is um, there were some other games. Um, you know, Man City did beat West Ham yesterday to one. Leicester had a good showing, winning four two against Watford. Uh, Liverpool won four 0 in a very convincing win against Southampton, and Chelsea tied one one with Man United. Um, Man United this morning did confirm that they appointed a new manager, Ralph Ragnick. And, yep. Um, 
his first test will be against us <laughs> on Thursday, which will be a, will be a big game. It's at Old Trafford. Um, it's it's gonna be a big game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a must win. A must win for Arsenal. A must win. I th- I think it's a must win for Man United. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. I feel like. They, they've been struggling, obviously. Um, I mean, they, they did make it through to the round of 16 in the Champions League. They can be at the group stage. Um, but in the Prem, I think this is a must-win game, and they need three points. Um, as much as I want to get three points as an Arsenal fan, uh, they can't settle with a point or zero points. They need three. They need all three here. Because um, they need the... They need to really rally under this new manager. Obviously, he has experience. Uh, You've seen Klopp give him high praise. Um, And he said that, you know, I'm pretty sure Klopp said that he paved the way for certain managers. Um, And he has a ton of experience with small clubs, and he's made small clubs big clubs now. So this is a manager who I feel like will change change May United around eventually. I I don't think this I think this season's already right off. I think next season when he gets a full season under his belt, he gets a, a full window where he can look at players and really figure where the holes are. Um what shocked me was that Carrick benched Ronaldo, <laughs> which which was a a little head scratcher. Um obviously Carrick's played with Ronaldo. He's he's played in the same time when Ronaldo's playing, so he knows what Ronaldo can do. So it was kind of a a shocker benching Ronaldo. Like, in my opinion, the best player to ever touch the pitch, and you put him on the bench as your first uh, start for head coach. Uh, so I don't know. It's <laughs> as I said, it's it's a must win for United. Um, I feel like Arsenal's going to pull it off. I feel like it's going to be a 2-1 game uh, for Arsenal. Uh, yeah, we're out of Old Trafford, but um, I just think we're going to – I mean, we already bounced back from the 4-0 defeat. We won 2-0 against Newcastle. Um, I think we're going to get back. We're going to just click again. So I have Arsenal – um, and a close win against United, but it's a must win for Manchester. They got to walk away with three points, no other option. Yeah. Um, I uh, I agree. Man United, I think, at this point of time, need it more than Arsenal. Um, but I also think, like, if Arsenal win this, this like, this, is, this would be a very statement. This is a statement win for Arsenal. This is, like... Not that old, like Arsenal are back. It's just more of like, okay, Arsenal are serious. Um, and I do think it'll be a different, it's going to be more of uh, more of a game where I feel like, I wouldn't be surprised if Ronaldo won it 90th minute <laughs> header. Um, I think it's going to be a very boring game. Um, so like you said, yeah, two, one wouldn't surprise me, even a one nil. Um, I think Arsenal, Arsenal should win. Arsenal should win the game. Um, but because when we play Man United, I know we've done like decently well over the last couple of years, especially when they've had Ollie, but, um, I don't know. Anytime we play Man United, especially at Old Trafford, I feel like there's, there's like a mental block when we play them. It's just like, like we're lesser than them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which we shouldn't. I, I think this season we've proven that, you know, Arsenal slowly getting back into that Wagner kind of era uh, where we're a top team in this league. And I think we've always had been a top team in this league. Um now we're starting to really, you know, our players really starting to develop into stars, which is good. So, um, 
just wait, just wait. Next season, even I feel like this season, we're definitely going to qualify for either Champions League or uh, Euros. I mean, not Euros, uh, Europa. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely one of those. And then next season, um, I think we're going to be top three team. I think we're going to finish top three in the table next season. If we add the pieces we need, we get the perfect, we get that goal score we need, we get that, we fill out um, a, you know, a confident center back to pair either beside Gabriel or pair beside Ben White, uh, just having that um, consistency in there. So it's exciting to be an Arsenal fan. It's exciting. Uh, Arteta has really proven to us that he can be the guy to lead Arsenal to the promised land. And uh, we're slowly, just slowly creeping up into that top four of the season, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's good to see. Yeah, I'm glad we're heading in the right direction. Uh, the win of Newcastle, even though it was an easy game, it was important to win. Uh, you know, keep us keep us in the right place. So we sit at fifth, and you know, West Ham losing, we have a chance to overtake them. You know, if we be united and then if they lose or if they tie so we will see we will see yeah it's a it's gonna be exciting week for football this year uh in this week um we're gonna switch gears we're gonna flip over to the pitch to the court um we had some great games of basketball um the lakers and pistons went at it again not brawl but um I was expecting some heat or some kind of tension between that game after the LeBron Isaiah Stewart incident. Uh, the Lakers did come out with a win, which was good. Um, and I didn't, I didn't watch the game, but you know, um, it, was, it was again, it was another close game against Detroit, which is a team that they shouldn't be going to blowing out. Um, it's concerning as a as a fan here. Um, as much as I want to say they they're gonna walk away with the chip this year, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, Finally, you've seen you've seen the light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come to sense here. I'm not gonna say no stupid stuff. Um, but I don't think it. This is it. I think LeBron's title run is over. I think he's going to end his career with four. Um, I think his MVP run is over. I think he's going to end his career with four as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. He past couple of seasons, he's been getting injured a lot more often. Um, I mean, it's incredible. It's taken him like 18, 19 years to um, miss a game. Um but that comes with age. The older you get, uh, you, you know, the more fragile you're going to get. So um, uh, it's going to be the injuries, point where the injuries is going to cost him. And they have. He's missed multiple games this season. He's missed multiple games last season uh, with AD. Um, and to be 100% honest with you, I'm getting frustrated with AD. Uh, he, has, he's, he has glass ankles. <laughs> um, I'm tired of him missing games. I think he should be out. We should get younger assets for him. Um, oh, seriously. And just because it's – I'd rather have young players who are going to develop over the years who are healthy instead of a superstar who can only guarantee us like 50 to 60 games a season. Um and what if he gets into his playoffs, which he has an engine playoffs before? Um, every game I watch, he's always injured. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Like, <laughs> we need to do something with him. It's let him go or keep him, try to keep him healthy. But it's just the point where it's just it's getting frustrated as a fan to watch this guy always could be injured and limping up down the court every every game. It's it's a point where I just want to be out of the team, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's funny. AD, man. Um, AD is disappointing me this season. Um, I know he's been 
I actually do think he's, I think he's injured, but I think he's just playing through it. Yeah, I won't even be surprised. Yeah, like I, I think he's injured because he's been banged up a couple, he's been banged up a couple games. Um, I remember he left the game early. Um, he, I know he's fighting through it, but he's just, he's not, he's just, not playing as dominant as as he should be we know he's a top five talent you know we know he could do it uh you know i'm sure you've heard about the argument with you know Giannis versus ad and you know i always said ad was, was 10 times better than Giannis. <laughs> i feel switch like up, switch it up now switch it right up now i've taken Giannis any day now over over ad like if you yeah if i look at today i mean you're you're gonna take Giannis just because of everything Giannis has done in the past year. Like, and I know AD was injured last year, so you know it's hard to say, obviously. But when you watch when you watch them play, the difference in demeanor, you know, and like it, like Giannis brings it every single night. There's no night off, and AD it just looks like he's he's just not about it every single game. He doesn't have that like dog in him, and it and it bothers me because I'm just like. <laughs> I'm like you in New Orleans. You were this like you were eating everyone every single yeah. game. So like, is it the LeBron effect? I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's like he lost that. I don't know. Like he won a championship and just started chilling. I don't. I don't know what it is. I do. I do think it's the injury. Like I know he's injured. I know he's injured. But if you're gonna play, you know, like you might as well go out there and give it your all. But the Lakers, I'm just not convinced. I think they don't have enough. They're asking people to defend that don't really defend, you know, like Carmelo, Wayne Ellington, uh, you Malik know, Malik. Malik, yeah. Like these guys, they could score, but they can't play defense. And we know that defense is going to win you, is going to win you championships. Yeah. And I don't, I don't trust Westbrook at all. <laughs> and I feel like in the playoffs, they, they're going to have to play Rondo more in the fourth quarter anyways. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but the, the spacing, the dynamics they have, it, I don't, I don't think it makes sense. The way they built this roster, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. There's a couple points where I agree. There's, there's, there's one major point that, I'm going to have to disagree with you on um, the green part, the whole defense thing. Um, well, I'm just going to go back to Eddie real quick. Uh, he's having a great defensive year. I can't say anything on the defensive side of the, the ball. AD is great, but he's also shooting the worst thing, worst in NBA history. He's shooting like what, 32% from the field. Uh, it's he, his scoring ability has dropped. I think he's just shooting too much now. I think he's trying to shoot his way out of it, which is, is hurting him even more. Um, so that part I could agree with. Uh, just uh, the disagree part, uh, Westbrook. Um, the fourth quarter, it definitely won't be Rondo. It should not be Rondo in the fourth. Um, Why? <laughs> Westbrook, uh, I saw some Westbrook has the most, um, fourth, what is it, fourth, like most, like crunch time baskets in the past and since he's played in the NBA. Um, the people say, I mean, like, yeah, his shooting ability is, uh, terrible like his it's percentage but when it comes to crunch time uh and you need someone i'm giving the ball to russ in that situation the fourth quarter um the stats prove it he's had the most go-ahead points or the most it's something about like the most clutch fourth quarter points under below two minutes or something like that or um it, it was it shocked me because when you think of russell you don't think of him shooting or making the big shots, but he has, and it's, it's been under the radar. He's had 
a lot of those games in OKC, um, especially the one night against Denver. It was just a catch and shoot from the inbound. Uh, but yeah, Russ should be playing fourth. I mean, yeah, Rondo's the facilitator, but Russ, Russ is the passer. He, he and he brings an art on defense. He brings an art on the offense. So I want Russ with the ball with two minutes left in the fourth quarter in a close game. I'm giving Russ the ball. Simple. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I uh. He, yeah, he, yeah. He's clutch. He's getting clutch. And it's like you saw it in last year with the with with the, with the Wizards against Brooklyn. Um, he's a guy that can, if you need him, when you really, really need him, he's a guy that can get the bucket for you. If it's attacking, if it's laying up, if it's getting fouls or shooting three, he'll, he'll, he'll do it. I know he's definitely not afraid of the moment, and that will help out LeBron. Um I think LeBron will take majority of the clutch shots this year. He's going to have to. <laughs> but we know LeBron likes to make the right play and all that. But overall, I, I'm i just not convinced on these Lakers. Like, there's no fear, you know what I mean? There's no – I have no fear of the Lakers. Like, I think they're very beatable. And especially in, like, a seven-game series, like, I don't see them sweeping <laughs> any team – um and also the where they where their place is gonna matter but it is still early so i'm not gonna get you know i'm not gonna go too hard on them it is still very early so but the lakers will have to see um there was the golden state clippers game yesterday um i don't know if you were able to catch that but yeah the warriors are for real they're, they're for real. yeah yeah curry got curry got mad curry, curry got in his bag he got in his yeah. bag yeah man um, I do like his celebration though when he had to set back three and he he gave himself a tech. Uh, yeah, I think that, that was that was just the chair at the top. I know he might get fined for that, but yeah. <laughs> at that point, like like I'll I I'll take the fine if I was him. Yeah, yeah. I think it was um, definitely looked like a foul. Oh, it was. It was. Um. So understandably. You know, I'd be upset, uh, upset too. Um, but the big thing you're going to say is that they assigned Clay and Wiseman to the G League yep. affiliate. <laughs> um, so he's coming back. I, I feel like he'll he'll play on Christmas Day. I think, I think he will, will be back on Christmas Day. I think he will. Um, and you're going to get Wiseman back there. Um, you're going to get him now experience in the G League playing with Clay, just him and Clay. Uh, the that and then you're gonna get that chemistry, and then once Clay comes back with Curry and Draymond, and then Draymond is gonna click with Wiseman. It's it's a team that is definitely gonna make a run playoffs. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. I will. Definitely. I will not. I would not be surprised if they walk away with the chip. I I will not. Um, I um, I just like. I just really like how Golden State are playing. I like what they're doing. Um, I think it's exciting for the NBA as well. I don't think, like, no one should really be mad that Golden State's doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? They shouldn't really have any haters. I think it's good for the league um, because everything they have now, they built. You know, they traded away smartly. Um, they uh, they drafted smart. Yeah, they they re-up, basically. They I tweeted this actually yesterday. I was like, it, it's funny how they they basically they lost the best player in the world, arguably, in Kevin Durant, and they're still in contention to win a championship, probably better than any team in the league right now. It's 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 really unfair. It's unfair, but you have to look like that's a top tier franchise. They they did it the right way. Um, you know, it's just funny how things work. You know, they got D'Angelo Russell from the trade. And then they traded him for Andrew Wiggins. And now he looks like he's settled. And then because they did bad for a couple of years, you know, they got good picks. And then, you know, they drafted Jordan Poole. And then this is his, this is his second season. And, you know, they, re, they rebuilt their team, the bench, picking up Otto Porter Jr., you know, Gary Payton second. They got back Iguodala. Um, yep. 
things are just things are just in the right places. They and then they play they play basketball the right way. And they do. I'm very do. happy. I'm very happy um for for Golden State. And I'm happy to see where excited to see where things go. And uh just shifting over to the Eastern Conference. Um how do you think the Raptors are doing so far this season? Definitely more than I expected. Um, I feel like, you know, they, they've had a, close, a couple of close games. Um, but I feel like the future is bright for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Scotty Barnes is doing what he does best um, on both ends of the, of the court. Um, that's going to be a guy you, you need to start, I think, building around. Um Obviously, Siakam's coming back soon. I think he already came back. Um, so now I, th- I feel like a healthy Raptors team, uh, will, you know, in the next couple of years will be scary. Um, and the player I actually like the most in that team uh, is uh, Watanabe. Uh, that guy, uh, just he's out there and he just sh- you know he plays like he wants to play you know like he wants to you know he deserves to be there. Um, uh, he's, there was a quote that he came out with saying like you know if you know out of a hundred times I'm gonna jump I'll jump hundred times. Uh, he doesn't care about being on a highlight reel on the other end of the highlight reel. Um, he's doing it because he wants to win, and that's the heart you need. And he had a ferocious block on Dylan Brooks and against Memphis. Um, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I think the Raptors team and they have, they have heart and they have passion. And once they get better and they start to get developed, that's a team that's going to dominate again in the East. Yeah. Um, they'll be back soon. Like you said, yeah, they got a good young core. Um, it'll take some time for things to start get uh, to start to get going. Um, I I did predict that they'd make the playoffs, um, but I was very skeptical. I was going back and forth, <laughs> and um, the Celtics have been underwhelming as well. But I think them and the Raptors have a puncher's chance. But I think everybody else, you know, in um, because we got the Bucks, the Nets, um, we got Chicago, we got Miami, we got the Hornets. Who's taking the last three spots? You know, there's Indiana. He's even watching the Wizards. It. Yeah, <laughs> Miami is, is you know sitting second right now, thirteen and seven. Uh, they slipped a couple games though. Uh, mm-hmm. The Hornets are really starting to come up. Uh, they they've caught foot. So has Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta! Uh, I forgot about Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Sixers, Sixers too. The Sixers. I don't know. The East scary. Is, right, yeah, yeah, right now they're sitting ten and ten. Uh, you you don't have to really worry about the Magic with the Pistons. They're, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm surprised the Pacers. I mean, I've been struggling this year. That's that. That was a team where I I think they'd be a top five. Um, but it's still early in the season. Yeah, you can't really see anything, but um, early the early shakedown, the Bucks look a bit shaky. They, they started to get foot now. Uh, the Wizards, I t- mm, as much as I wanted to, to succeed, they're starting to drop games. There's uh, New York as well. Yeah, the Knicks started off hot, but now they're starting to cool down a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the East, the East, so it looks looks exciting. Uh, the Suns, I think they lost. Uh, I don't know unless they kept playing. No, no the Suns they won. They won. The Suns are on a fifteen, right? I think it's sixteen, 16 now. now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Suns are heating up now. Uh, yeah, yeah. They play. It's, uh, it's fun. Pretty... It's a it's a fun season of basketball. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is this is what it should have been. The uh, bubble year, you know, everyone was really excited. Um, 
but the bubble. Uh, even last year, everyone was excited because Durant was finally going to play. Yeah. Kyrie was going to play, and now they got Harden. Um, but this this NBA year is very equal. It's very fair. There's no super teams. Um, I mean, you can call a couple teams super teams, but um, there's everyone just has an equal amount of stars on each team, and they brings a competitive game every game, every day, uh, and I like it. This is the old NBA where I loved watching it. If, you know, it's bringing back to, like, you had, like, Kobe Bryant, LeBron, D. Wade, a young Durant, uh, Dirk, Paul Pierce. Like, that's, in my opinion, like, why I became a fan of NBA is that era. Now it's starting to bring back that feeling, and it's it's just exciting to see. Yeah, I'm very happy to where the NBA is at. Um, there's no overwhelming favorite. Um, um, it's um, it's it's a good time for the NBA. There's there's a lot of good things going on. You know, a lot of good teams to watch. So um, I'm happy. I'm very. I'm very happy, man. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy to think about, you know, a couple of years ago with the bubble season. You know, it wasn't, not that the bubble season was bad or anything, but, you know, we missed the whole atmosphere, you know, even more like storylines and stuff like that. But the NBA bounced back really quick. So got to give a lot of credit to them as well. Yeah, they did. Uh and there was a lot of hate going towards the NBA with super teams and all that stuff. But now it's it's starting to pan out, equal, equal itself out. Uh, and it's exciting. Yeah. And I uh, I think that's a, a great way to end episode nine of the Sports Bible. Um, a lot of good talk in there. Uh, we had some disagreeing this time. Usually we have a lot of agreeing. Uh, we had a couple of disagreements, um, but uh, next episode, I think this is the last one before the Christmas break. The next yep. um, so episode 10, it's a big one, double digits. Um, hopefully we'll uh, give you size, give you guys something, uh, you know, a bit more. Uh, we'll see what we can do here we might even bring someone on we don't know episode 10 mm-hmm. it's a big one it's a big one um but that that will do it for the episode nine uh i've been your co-host jackson i've been your co-host michael and we will see you next week for episode 10 take care take care